Journey to Pascha, Orthodox Spiritual Reflections on Great Lent, brought to you by the Greek Orthodox Christian Society of the Greek Orthodox Archdiocese of Australia. In this edition of our podcast, we reflect on our daily scripture readings and saint for the day on this 23rd of March. We also bring you spiritual reflections on the psalm, God is with us, and a small piece from the stories from the Desert Fathers. This is The Journey to Pascha. Our Daily Bread, Orthodox Scripture Readings to Help Nourish the Soul. During Great Lent, to a far greater degree than any time of year, the scriptural readings are taken from the Old Testament. The readings provide us with an annual return to our biblical roots and a chronological overview of the history of salvation of God's people through the Old Testament. Over the course of the six weeks of Great Lent, the book of Genesis is read in its entirety and is completed on the last day of Great Lent with the death and burial of Isaac and Joseph. The prophecy of Isaiah and Proverbs are also read in excerpts from beginning to end. The book of Genesis provides us with the history of God's activity in creation and the framework of the church's faith. Isaiah is the greatest prophet of the Old Testament. The reading of his book is meant to reveal once more the great mystery of salvation through the sufferings and sacrifices of the people in the Old Testament. The book of Proverbs provides us with ethical and moral teachings from the Old Testament, spiritual gold nuggets that today can help us overcome our alienation from God and to help us live a more faithful spiritual life. The reading is from the Proverbs 11.19 to 12.16. He who is steadfast in righteousness will live, but he who pursues evil will die. Men of perverse mind are an abomination to the Lord, but those of blameless ways are his delight. Be assured, an evil man will not go unpunished, but those who are righteous will be delivered. Like a gold ring in a swine's snout is a beautiful woman without discretion. The desire of the righteous ends only in good, the expectation of the wicked in wrath. One man gives freely, yet grows all the richer. Another withholds what he should give and only suffers want. A liberal man will be enriched, and one who waters will himself be watered. The people curse him who holds back grain, but a blessing is on the head of him who sells it. He who diligently seeks good seeks favour, but evil comes to him who searches for it. He who trusts in his riches will wither, but the righteous will flourish like a green leaf. He who troubles his household will inherit wind, and the fool will be servant to the wise. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, but lawlessness takes away lives. If the righteous is required on earth, how much more the wicked and the sinner? Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but he who hates reproof is stupid. A good man obtains favour from the Lord, but a man of evil devices he condemns. A man is not established by wickedness, but the root of the righteous will never be moved. A good wife is the crown of her husband, but she who brings shame is like rottenness in his bones. The thoughts of the righteous are just, the counsels of the wicked are treacherous. The words of the wicked lie in wait for blood, but the mouth of the upright 
delivers men. Spiritual Reflections from Lichnos, the periodical of the Greek Orthodox Christian Society. God is with us. Learn new nations and be defeated, for God is with us. In our church's daily services cycle, the Compline service is performed after supper, hence the name Apodipno. There are small and great versions of this service. The Great Compline is performed in monasteries and parishes alike from Monday to Thursday of each week of Great Lent, and this hymn, God is with us, is chanted during the service. This ancient hymn is derived from verses in the 8th and 9th chapters of the book of Isaiah, with the refrain, For God is with us. In chapter 8, Isaiah speaks about the Assyrian invasion of Syria and Samaria. His mention of the prophetess who conceived and bore a son led early Christian commentators to interpret Christ into the text. Therefore, the fathers in unison attribute the phrase, God is with us, to Jesus. St. Basil the Great is characteristic. He says, Accordingly, the phrase, God is with us, refers to the Saviour. For earlier, he who was born of the Virgin was called this name in the Hebrew language, Emmanuel, which is translated, God is with us. Another commentator, Origen, sees the allegorical reference to all Christians in the phrase, learn you nations and be defeated. For we who are from the nations have been conquered and overcome, and we who bend our necks beneath his grace stand forth as a kind of spoils of his victory. Great Lent is the greatest opportunity to allow us to be defeated by the Word of God who dwelt among us. It is an opportunity to be conquered by fasting, more intense prayer, and the grace of the Holy Spirit. As St. Cyril of Alexandria explains, now those who are defeated and agree to concede the victory to the teachers of truth will readily accept their message and by believing in Christ, they will advance directly in every good, and by practicing virtue that is pleasing to Him, they will inherit a glory that is splendid and worthy of emulation. of our saints. The Holy Hiamata Nikon Nikon was born in Naples of a pagan father and Christian mother. He was a Roman officer in Naples and was unbaptized, even though his mother tutored him in the Christian faith. 
hiding this from his father. Once, when Nikon was sent into battle with his troops, his mother counseled him to make the sign of the cross and to call upon Christ for help if any misfortune should befall him. And indeed, when during the battle Nikon's troops were completely surrounded and extremely close to final destruction, Nikon made the sign of the cross and in his heart cried out to Christ. Immediately he was filled with extraordinary strength and pursued his enemies. Some he slew and others he forced to flee. Returning to his home, Nikon continuously cried out in amazement, Great is the Christian God. After he had made his mother happy with the news of his victory, with the help of the cross of Christ, he secretly sailed to Asia. There he was baptized by Theodosius, bishop of Cyzicus. Following his baptism, he secluded himself in a monastery, where he devoted himself to study and asceticism. Before his death, Theodosius had a vision in which he was told to ordain Nikon as his successor. Immediately, the aged Theodosius summoned Nikon and ordained him a deacon, then a priest, and finally a bishop. Shortly thereafter, according to God's providence, Nikon came to Naples, where he discovered that his mother was still living. Following his mother's death, Nikon withdrew to Sicily with nine disciples, his former military companions. There, he dedicated himself to preaching the gospel. At that time, however, there was a terrible persecution of Christians. Prince Quintinianos captured Nikon with his companions and inflicted great pain and suffering upon them. Nikon's 199 disciples and companions were beheaded. The tormentor tied Nikon to the tails of horses, hurled him from a steep wall into a gorge, beat him and skinned him. Nikon, however, survived all of these tortures. Finally, he was beheaded and took up his habitation with the Lord. His body was left in the fields to be devoured by the birds. A certain herdsman, possessed by a violent evil spirit, tripped and fell over the body of Christ's martyr and was immediately healed. He proclaimed the news about Nikon's body and Christians came forth and honorably buried it. Saint Nikon suffered during the reign of the Emperor Decius. The Venerable Nikon of the Monastery of the Kiev Caves Nikon was a companion of Saint Anthony of the Caves and a spiritual father to the Venerable Theodosius. Because of his monastic tonsuring of the Boya Balaam and of the eunuch Ephrem, Nikon was threatened by Prince Isiaslav. But his wife, the princess, turned the anger of the prince into the fear of God. Then Nikon, the Holy One, was left in peace. Desiring to adorn the church with icons, Nikon implored God for assistance. As a result of his prayers, certain Greek iconographers unexpectedly came to Kiev from Constantinople. Saints Anthony and Theodosius had appeared to these iconographers in a vision and directed them to Nikon in Kiev. Nikon was praised because of his courageous asceticism and spiritual wisdom. In his old age, Nikon became abbot of the caves. 
Orthodox Readings and Reflections for Lent, brought to you by the Greek Orthodox Christian Society. Stories from the Desert Fathers The Patriarch Theophilos of Alexandria once set out to go visit the ascetics at Nitria. On the road, he met an elderly ascetic. What have you gained, Abba, living in this solitude? The patriarch asked. I have come to know myself well, the elder answered, and I have learnt to reproach myself. It is impossible for a man to attain any greater profit than this in his life, the patriarch acknowledged. When he reached the ski, the fathers came out to greet him, and each found some word to say to him. Only the holy Pambo stood out of the way, silent. Are you not going to say anything to the patriarch for his benefit? The elders asked. If he does not benefit from my silence, brothers, neither will he benefit from my words, answered the wise father. hope that you've enjoyed this edition of The Journey to Pascha, brought to you by the Greek Orthodox Christian Society. Be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or visit nichnos.org at lychnos.org.au, where you can find more Orthodox articles, talks and podcasts to help you on your journey this Lent towards the resurrection of our Lord. Mm-hmm.